Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners and share their stories, their trials, and what's working for them right now. To apply to be a guest on this podcast, click the link in the description. Hope you enjoy and subscribe. Welcome back, guys, to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we dive in the trenches with gym owners. We talk about the good, the bad, and the ugly sides of the business of fitness. I am your host, Austin Montero. Today, joined by Pam Miller from the Max Challenge of Ocean in Oakhurst, New Jersey. Pam, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, Austin. How you doing, everybody? We're doing great. We're doing great. We thank you for coming on today and taking some time with us and you know, sharing your story about your journey here as an entrepreneur in this space. So let's dive in. So, so Pam, you started this business uh, eight years ago, the Max Challenge of Ocean. Just tell us uh, how you got involved with, uh, why you wanted to start this and then how you got involved with the Max Challenge. Okay. Um, so I started actually to, as um, I, I used to work out all the time, raise my kids. They were in school and I started working out and um, I would work out with a friend of mine. And whenever we'd go to the gym, she would always just ask what we were doing. So I kind of planned the whole routine that, of, of what yep. we would do for the day. Um, I, I made it up and she's kept telling me, you know, you, she kept pushing me into becoming an instructor. And I kept, you know, shooing her off because I never just thought that that was something I'd be interested in doing. Right. So the more I thought about it, the more I talked about it with her, the more I decided I wanted to do it. And I had kind of found this place called the Max Challenge who, um, it was it was simple, it was streamlined, it made a lot of sense to me. So I checked it out and I went and took a couple of classes there. Um, so I really enjoyed it and her and I left the gym that we were doing. It was just a regular gym, you know, equipment, machines. It didn't really have any classes. We just made everything up. So we went there and we started doing it. Um, and very quickly, um, while I was there, I became an instructor. Okay. So I did talk to the owner about becoming an instructor and she hired me. She was just opening. Uh, she had two locations slated and she needed instructors for it. So I joined and, um, you know, became the instructor. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. And when was that? Like 10 years ago or so? Uh, yes, it was, okay. uh, yeah, 10 years ago. Okay. Okay. Beautiful. So you guys have opened, you're there in Oakhurst, New Jersey. Um, give us just a kind of virtual view of your space. You know, uh, if we walked in there right now, what are we looking at? Kind of the vibe, the culture, the atmosphere, the energy, every gym, you know, we go into Pam, every gym I'm sure you've gone to, I know every gym I've gone into always has a different kind of energy. I think that, I think that's a important part of our success, especially in a group training, you know, model. So virtual walkthrough for us, you know, quickly kind of how it looks, how you have it set up and the energy of the place that you're trying that you've created. Got it. So you you walk in, it's just a big room and um, we've got, you know, a section where there's ropes, there's a big wrestling mat throughout the whole place. Um, there's ropes, there's kick bags, there's, um, you know, dumbbells, we've got BOSU balls, we've got stability balls and, you know, it's just basic medicine balls. So it's all basic stuff, very easy, simple equipment that you yeah. can do a lot of things, very versatile. Right. Stuff. Right. Um, the vibe is very chill. It's very relaxed. People come in there and the best part about our whole um, our whole membership is that it's really, you know, a lot of people use this very freely. It's a family. It is a right. very close knit group of people. Right. Um, everybody's so supportive. We have members from that are 17 years old. We have members that are, um, 
74 years old. And, you know, everybody is just really very mindful of each other, very supportive of each other, and really just wants to see each other succeed. Um, You know, nobody cares how big or small you are. Nobody gets all, you know, fancy when they come in. They're coming in, rolling out of bed and wiping their eyes. Yeah, let's go. Exactly. So we go. Exactly. So everybody's yep. coming in and it's um, it's it's a very accepting atmosphere. It doesn't matter who yep. you are. You come in the first day, you feel like you've been there forever because right. all the other members will grab you. They'll they'll ask you your name and they'll say, OK, let's do this. And they'll they'll just put you in their group and they just, you know, take you under their wing. Yeah, I think that's awesome. And again, uh, one of the great things we get to do in this industry, like in a gym, like we'll call it a micro gym for lack of better words, like create that sense of family, community, which like you said, does get thrown along, thrown around a lot. And I have a few questions to ask you about that down the road here, but I think that all comes from the top hand, from the leadership in, in gyms like ours, you know? So yeah. it comes from you and um, not to go too far down the staffing road, but what is a day in the life for you like right now, as far as running the gym and coaching, if, if you're doing any more of that? And do you have any other staff in place to pick up uh, things that you are no longer doing? Absolutely. Yeah. So um, I, I come in every morning. I'm here by 4.30. Oh, man. Uh, yeah. Nice. Yeah. And, um, yeah. We do four classes in the morning and yeah. then we do two in the afternoon. Um, I'm here for all four classes in the morning. I try to get back at night, but getting up at 3.30 a.m. doesn't really allow me a lot of afternoon time. Energy it, is, yeah, zap. Yeah. And that's it. You know, when I'm here, I am, I am like, I'm bringing it up here. Yeah. Yep. Um, I do still, I taught a class this morning okay. uh, and I, I, I love it. I want to teach yeah. at least yeah. two to three classes a week. That's my happy place, you know, cause sure, I get sure. everybody pumped up and I'm, yeah. it, it just, I, I have a different feeling when yep. I'm teaching the class than when I'm taking the class, oh, but um, it's, it's so much fun to see everybody getting like today it was, it's, so we do different our model is two days we do cardio classes, one day we do upper body strength, one day we do lower body strength, okay. and on Fridays we do kickboxing. So nice. today it was a cardio yeah. class, high energy. People oh, were yeah. walking out of there soaking wet. Right. And and yeah. like yeah. just they were like, Oh my god, I hated that, but I loved it so much. And exactly. uh, it was, I'll see you it tomorrow. was just yeah. right, right, right. It didn't, like, that was terrible, that sucked. I'll see you tomorrow. Yeah. 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 So you walk you see these people that are like you know, my 70 year old people, 72 and 74, husband and wife, the guy came up to me, I was in my office after the class, he goes, he goes, I love seeing that. He goes, I just loved, I loved that your yeah. intensity. Let's yeah. do it again tomorrow. Exactly. I'm like, you got it, dude. And there we, we got yeah. five and, and that's it. And, um, you know, it's just so nice to have somebody that old that really, really is still enjoying doing this and still doesn't he still feels like he can do enough to feel accepted and be part of the group yeah yeah it's awesome yeah it's awesome and it goes back to obviously you as a coach and your coaching staff but then i think there's a lot of importance in like how you set the gym up the equipment you have so it Mm -hmm. sounds like you have a lot of usable space not you don't have a lot of like pull-up rigs in the middle of the gym or equipment you don't have any equipment like that yeah, so you have a lot of space to open. People can use their bodies and the equipment. So it, it lets you fill these classes up, long story short, which is a good way. And it brings that energy. And yeah, those cardio day classes are uh, a ton of fun. I, I remember coaching those. Those are my favorite ones to coach, you know, especially yes. for the energy piece. But so you see yourself, Pam, is always, and I think that coaching piece, 
we get so much purpose, I think, from doing that. I know I did end of the day. Felt like yeah. I was able to really have an impact on somebody or a lot of people, hopefully. Uh, and I think that's why we love it, right? Um, do you foresee yourself at least coaching a few classes a week, you know, moving forward here into the future? Yeah, yeah. cool. Awesome. Yeah. I want to, I, I feel like I need to keep, you know, my, my hand on the pulse of everything. Yeah, I want yeah. to be involved in it. And I want the people to know me, not yeah. just as the owner that walks around and, you know, high fives yeah, everybody, sure. but as somebody that can get in there and do it too. I have yeah, a great I staff. I've got, I have seven instructors um, nice. and they, we, and the one thing uh, when I do hire people and I talk to them, all of the people that are instructors have been members. They've yeah. nobody hired without it. Right. Uh, but I, I just want them to feel, to understand that they're not doing this for the money. And that's yeah. one of the first things I tell them. If you're going to do this because don't quit your day job because you're not going to make enough money. This right. is a passion job. This is something that you have to do with the heart in order to really be, you know, one of the instructors here. Yeah. And yeah. I can show them they've got to have the heart. And that's how I kind of choose people who I want on my team. They've yeah. got to have the heart. And um, it's not so much about knowing how to teach a class because I could teach them that. They've sure. got to want to really help people. Yeah, that's a big part of it. And like, we're more than just fitness coaches, right? It's like, I wish uh, Therapists. That we taught younger trainers more like how to communicate, how to build relationships. Right. Uh, the, we're bringing that accountability piece to our people every day. So yeah, it's, it's so much more than just like, you know, we can teach you how to teach a squat or a kettlebell swing, obviously. Exactly. It's that other piece, that passion piece, like you mentioned. So yeah, I agree totally. Pam, you said you run right now six uh, sessions a day. Uh, yes. I think sessions, sometimes I don't like the word class, you know what I'm saying, but so six classes, sessions a day, uh, morning is, you guys are a morning heavy gym, you said you have, what is the typical day, like five, six, seven? Five, six, eight, 15, seven, 30, eight, 45. And then okay. we do four, 15 and five, 30 at night. Nice. Which one of those are, it's so the morning is busiest. Is that 5 a.m. the busiest class? Uh, five and six, 15 it's fluctuate. Crazy, right? you know, yeah, so. yeah we, we have 30 to 40 people. In each one? Mm -hmm. Dang, awesome, cool. So let's get into that. So we got a lot of people, serving a lot of people, which is terrific. Uh, what is your client, you told me off air, what is the, what is the client number right now? Uh, 270, 267, it, you know, up and down two or three people a week. Let's go 270, that sounds a nice whole number. That sounds great. So, so what has been your marketing, that's really good. So what has been your marketing strategy um, you know, even over the past year, we'll say uh, eight years in business, a long time. So the past year and things eight years ago, I'm sure have changed a lot than today. I know, uh, fitness industry is changing, you know, daily, pretty much at this point, especially from a marketing standpoint, but what is your overall marketing strategy and philosophy like Pam to get these new faces in the door? We have a good team since we are a franchise. Um, we have yeah. a good team in our office that really has been they just keep changing up what they do. We keep using different platforms. We keep, um, you know, we, we've got a texting platform we use. We've got a um, email platform we use. We've got just all kinds of different ways to communicate with everybody. And, and it really goes with, you know, the 10 different touches. You need to just yeah. keep hammering away every day. And wherever you focus, that's where your energy is going to go, right? So yeah. if you keep communicating in the... Um, the same message over and over and over people start to then hear it even if they didn't hear yeah. it the first time which they did they start to then listen and they, it, it's in their head and then it's yeah. like oh okay maybe i'll try it 
We've got people with our texting campaigns that literally we've texted for two years. I believe it. Yeah. That finally come around now and go, okay, I'll join you. Yeah. Yeah. I get some of those texts too, from something I must've signed up for in some capacity. You, you said a lot of great things there, Pam. I want to touch on, and I took some notes here as you were talking, but um, let's first go with like the cadence of your communication. Uh, before we get into that, the franchise, how does the franchise of the Max Challenge support you guys? What do they provide for you? And if you can talk about this with, with the marketing support and do they run the ads or do they give you kind of a template to follow and gives you some leeway depending on where you are? Or what is the overall support that they provide in terms of marketing first? So you can do as much or as little as you want with them. Right. You know, it is okay. our business, so we can get really involved um, and have exactly. them run the whole thing. Okay. Um, obviously, it, it's it's at a cost because they're not sure. doing it for free, but um, they will set up the whole campaign. And, and there's different campaigns throughout the year that they that yeah. they run. They can they'll send you out the whole packet, and they can execute it for you, or you can execute it. Okay. Um, so okay. they'll run the whole thing. I choose to have them run it. They yep. take everything. They um, list everything on Facebook and so, all the social media. Um, okay. They send out the uh, on the emailing platforms. They set up the whole template and they send that out. And all we're responsible on a, on a um, each center level is to take the calls and get the calls from all of the people that are interested okay. in signing up. Okay. So you guys are doing the lead nurturing piece of the of the sale. So Absolutely. people reach out to you via phone call, via text, uh, uh, email, Instagram, Facebook message, whatever it may be. So that's so that's cool. Uh, how have the digital before we get because I'm interested to learn about the text marketing, but before we get to the text piece, how effective has the digital marketing piece been for you guys, whether it's Facebook ads, Instagram, Google? It's it's hard to tell, to be honest with okay. you, because there's so many different touch points that we have between all yeah. of them. Um, you know, people think that it's they, that it's Facebook because, you know, they're on Facebook so often they right. might have gotten a text. They might have seen it on Instagram. They might have gotten an email and then they yeah. see it again posted on Facebook. And then it's right in their head that that's where they saw it. It's Facebook. So it's okay. really kind of hard to tell exactly where it's yeah. coming from. I believe it's the combination of it all together. Sure. Yeah. The uh, you, you, you mentioned earlier just that constant uh, messaging and brand yeah. awareness and it. I think I read it takes like sometimes 10 touch points. I think you, I think you may have mentioned yeah. that too. Yeah. yeah, that number 10, people have to see it 10 times yes. before it's like, oh, hey, you know, let me reach out. And uh, you guys do any organic outreach via social media or phone calls, or I, I'm sure you're involved there in a the community in some capacity. Is there any yeah. organic marketing that you've done that has worked, you know, better than others? Um, I mean, I, I do little of that. I do have great relationships with our neighbors. We have a car wash next to us. We have um, a salt suite next to us. Um, we've done, we'll take them on class trips to different places. Like all of us went to the salt suite a couple of times yeah. and sat through there trying to help their business out. And, you know, it's also really good for our people to recover. So I've shown them the benefits right. of that. Awesome. Um, there's a place, it's a like a rehab, a you know, for injuries that, you know, yeah. uh, for whatever fitness injuries, they do cryotherapy. So we've gone in a group over there and, you know, gone through their whole place. So, yeah. you know, if, as long as we keep our members healthy, it's going to keep them coming back to us. Right. So as long right. as there's a way for them to recover, if they have an injury, yeah. then, you know, it's, it's more likely that they'll stay around in our place for longer. 
hundred percent. Yeah. And I think those strategic local partnerships are really important. So like what you said, um, obviously you get to serve our members more, offer them a option of how to help recover and then helps the retention. Like you also mentioned. So, um, have a bunch of members. You have eight years of history, Pam. Do you know how long the average member stays for like the life cycle of a member? Uh, the average in our place is about two years. Nice. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's pretty good. That's pretty solid. What do you think is a key uh, to your attention? Is there anything, I'm sure the communication piece you guys use is pretty, it's pretty massive, but are there any ways you communicate with people once they do join when they're not in the gym, as far as like texting them, they we miss text- a class or that sort yeah. of thing. Yeah. So yeah. you guys communicate that way. Follow up. It's yep. not just the numbers. That's why, you know, you, you had mentioned about, um, possibly opening up another location. I don't see myself having another location because I am so hands-on and each person really is important to me. I don't want to just grow the numbers so large that, um, you know, to have more people. I want to know these people. I want to be with them on this journey. And I think being here every day at 5 a.m. and seeing these people work out and seeing them grow and seeing them change and, and, you know, you get your ups and downs with the people, but being here and talking them through those ups and downs and and i've seen it a million times but this uh, for a lot of people could be their first time that they've ever been at the gym so i've got to let them know that you know yes it's normal to feel that way yes it's gonna you know you're gonna feel great one day and maybe a couple weeks later you're not going to right right. being there for them and teaching them that um you know to stick with it and to really love just taking care of their body it's it's an important part of it yeah, I agree. Super important. Uh, now, last piece that being able to take care of their body is like, like we talked about off air. I think uh, the biggest problem we can solve here, one of the biggest problems we can solve here, you know, as a society at large. So yeah, the communication piece is awesome. Do you guys have any like scheduled events uh, that you run within the gym or, or outside the gym? I find events are always huge for like, you know, retention and a way, good way to, you know, measure like the strength of our community piece, you know, because we always talk community. But any events that you guys run, Pam, um, on a schedule, you know, yearly events, yes. Christmas parties, charity events, anything like that you guys have going on? We do, actually. So okay. at the our, our business runs in 10-week cycles. At okay. the end of each 10 weeks, we do a an outing. We call oh, it the cool. an, an ended challenge outing. So nice. all the members will get together and, and do different things. Um, we have one coming up June 3rd, and it's gonna we're going to be actually hosting a party like nice. a, a disco party because we have a disco ball in center. So we're all going to do it together. We're all going to be here. Yeah. We've gone to different um, restaurants. We've gone to the beach and had bonfires. We do different things. So that's the end okay. of challenge. But all of the maxes all together do a day, a, do something called day of giving. So okay. each max chooses a local charity and um, we try to raise as much money as we can. That's so, awesome, uh, Ours is this year, we're doing a 5K and it's for Fulfill Food Bank. So it's okay. for uh, Mammoth and Ocean County in New Jersey. And, yeah. um, you know, we, we make up shirts and we get these different shirts created and we sell the shirts. And then we have a post on their website. And, yeah. you know, just it, it's, it's being in the community. We're doing it at a local park. Yep. And everybody in the park is, is welcome to join in. And, you know, it's a good day because you know you're doing something we're also hosting a food drive too okay that's awesome yeah i love uh i love that you have a disco ball too i think that's pretty awesome i had a we had a smoke machine so like very similar but that's a great idea a little little too much fun there you can hear me right pam yes okay yeah i don't 
We're a little frozen, but there we go. Oh. It's got to be the rain today, right? Something. Technology. Here. It's just, yeah, well, it's women on Zoom. I always do that. Um, yeah, so I think those events are just vital to like, and it's really cool, you guys, the day of giving, great idea. You know, the 10-week cycles, I think that's awesome to have an event at the end, kind of celebrate what we just accomplished. Right. Really good. So um, as far as the gym, capacity-wise, are you at capacity with 270 members, or do you see room there to even grow more with, with the membership? No, we can grow more. I mean, if okay. if it warrants it, we also do Zoom with our program. Wow. Okay. So every class is also Zoomed. So wow. that's why we have the ability to do um, to have more people because we do get a lot of people that are on camera gotcha. and don't gotcha. have to come into the center. Okay. So yeah. It's really a nice benefit to be able to work out from home if you can't get there or, you know, if it's just convenience sake or whatever yeah. it is. But um, we've, that was one, when everybody shut down with COVID, we had to transition yeah. like everybody else. Right. We, we're able to do that and we've gotten better and we've decided to keep it because it really just is it's a great benefit to have but as um, an instructor i mean if, if you've been an instructor you know what it's like you've got to keep oh, yeah. your eye focused on all the people around you and yes. 30 20 people at one time and then have any anywhere from like you know two to ten people on the zoom yeah, camera zoom. and Hard, you yeah. have to make them feel included you For can't sure. yeah. when you're making the workouts too you have to be creative to know that you could do this here in the center, but it's not going to translate very well at home. So what can you do for yeah. those people at home? Yeah, it's, 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 yeah, it's a great thing uh, to add, add that. Another skill we have to learn as coaches, of, like you said, how to communicate with them and make them feel just as a part of it as if they were there or, or as close as we can. But uh, yeah, really cool that you offer that. So yeah, with the online piece, um, capacity is limitless, right? You could, you could have 10,000 people potentially. How do you go up, Pam, setting up uh, the membership? Is it one uh, group, like one, package or is there multiple packages or like sessions per month how do you go about setting up your membership so like i said 10 week cycles so that's one okay. of our packages so okay. we have a 10 week cycle um sometimes throughout the year we'll offer a five week we call them sprints it's just half the half the uh, amount of time okay um and then once you've gone through the 10 weeks then you become become one of our legacy members and all that means is that you just then pay monthly until you don't want to come any longer and you, there's no contract so as long as you're getting what you're getting and getting what you need from us, yeah. people stay around. So yeah. we don't want to hold people around for, you know, you have to stay with us for a year. Because a lot of right. times if people don't want to be there for a year, if we're not doing our job, you know, people, we don't want to hold them hostage. We want right. you to be right. here because you still are getting something from sure. us. Sure. Yeah. So yeah, it's on a yeah. month to month basis. Okay. Now with that 10 or five week program, is that how you're getting people started normally? Yes. They start in the, okay, go cool. that beginning challenge and, and go through God. that. Process. Beautiful. And is that, we'll say, is that more of a high ticket offer as opposed to the legacy membership, the five week program? Is that a little uh, more than a true yes. five week? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 I, I like that. I like the initial high ticket offer and like with a defined end to it, like five or 10 weeks. You know, I think that's right. a great way to get people started. People love challenges and something with an end. And, uh, you know, right. again, a great way to start people now. So we have the group model. Is there any other products or services, Pam, that you offer to, you know, we'll say increase the average revenue per member, whether it's, um, you know, obviously some gyms do personal training or it's nutrition coaching or it's supplement sales or clinics or anything like that. Any other programs we have going on on top of the regular membership? Um, we do sell 
protein. We do sell greens. Yeah. Um, we do have apparel. Um, as far as extra classes, we don't. Uh, I, I like yeah. to give more than I charge for. I sure. I do extra classes on the side. Um, um, our, our program runs Monday through Friday. So we'll do these extra things on Saturday uh, if people okay. want to come in and get an extra class. Um, sure, sure. We do, um, uh, what else? Uh, we For our retention, we have, uh, like I said, 50 classes. Our program is 50, yeah. 50 classes or more. You can come You can come more than once a day if you'd like as well. So okay. Uh, okay. I've given away shirts. So if you do all 50 yeah. classes, I made up these shirts um, that you can't buy. And sure. it's, it's increased our retention. The first time I did it, we had like maybe, I don't know, eight or 10. Yeah. Second time we did it, we had about, you know, 15 or 20. Second time, yeah. last time we did it, it was 27. Uh, and this just past challenge, I had 40, 48 people. Okay, that's awesome. That did I mean, 50 classes. So in, they don't drop well, off. Right. Well, no, no, they, they did 50 classes the for challenge. the 10-week challenge. They Got came to okay. every single every single day that they were That's supposed great. to come. They came, That's great. and yeah. that increases their the retention because people oh, then yeah, they sure. built such a habit. They've ingrained yeah. we've our culture is ingrained in their in their daily routine. People don't yeah. want to miss. So I yeah. mean, it's just become a a big point for them, and you, you hear the buzzing around. It's like, are you fifty for fifty? Are you fifty for fifty? So it's right. like. You know, I've got a shirt here. Well, that's a cool shirt. I like that. So what we and do that's a cool line, 50 for 50, you know? Yeah, very good. So what we there's do that is that... What? There's that we branding have, we were talking about. Right, right. Yeah. So yeah. Um, we rewrite all of their names who did accomplish that up on the, on the mirror. And then yeah. we call the people up to get their shirt. And they have to write what their inspiration word was underneath their name and then the next time we do the shirt again their inspiration work will be included on the shirt that's so awesome i love it, it it's fun it's fun for them you know yeah i love it and it's uh you know i always found people do a lot for a t-shirt you know in a good Absolutely. way like it's it's, it's crazy yeah. right i i know i've done many things for a t-shirt in my life it's it's crazy it's so funny right. but uh yeah a great idea and uh i really again love the uh that 10 or five week We'll say getting started program you know i think it's really solid so uh pam with all that being said been here eight years what's uh you know what are you looking to really accomplish here over the next 12 months at the max challenge of ocean i would like to see people um i'd like to see them have a better get better results that's my okay. focus I, I mean you get i want to get to a point where people are not struggling as much with the weight loss. And I want to figure yeah. out where the struggle is coming from. Um, we sure. do the nutrition program as well. It goes along right. with the 10 weeks. But a big part, of, I believe, of people not having the nutrition the right way is because of an underlying issue. Yeah. So yeah. I actually went and I've, I, I've become a certified hypnotherapist. Oh, so, wow. That's cool to go along with the whole program. So if yeah. I can offer these benefits and figure out and help these people understand what it is, their results are gonna get better. Um, yeah. I actually just started that part of it and it's started to work pretty well. Um, I, I've seen people that have 
I, I took a selected few people that were really struggling and yeah. um, it's started to really make changes awesome. for them that they haven't had yet. Yeah, that's terrific. Kind of a little, little bit more like personalized, individualized approach, approach yes. with those people. So yeah, that's yeah. awesome. And maybe able to do that with a vast majority of your members, you know, down the road or, or soon. That, that's terrific. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think we always have to look for ways to, to improve our service. And like this industry is always adapting and there could be some deeper meaning for, like you said, for some whatever issues we may be facing. So that's awesome. Pam, I, I like to ask this last question to people that have been open for, you know, pushing that 10 year mark. We have listeners that are, you know, they want to open a gym. It's their goal. They want to get into this industry. Any advice you'd give that listener um, to kind of set them up for success as far as from your experience of, uh, what to do when opening that first gym or opening their, you know, their dream goal. Have the passion in your, in your daily life to do this, do it for the right reasons, do it because you want to help people lead um, more healthier, successful lives. And if you have that drive behind you, you'll, you'll, it, it might be slow, I mean, I still figure things out on a daily basis. I, I'm still learning. I mean, even 10 years in of, of how right. I can help these people. But that is my main driving force. How do I help these people? How do I make them better? And if you really have that mindset and if that's your goal is to help people, then you will you'll ultimately be successful. And, yeah. you know, it's not about the amount of... Um, members you have it's the connection you have with the members that you do have right. we get yeah. a lot of we, you you talked about how we get a lot of our members it's from yeah. there are it, it's it's so um friends all friends so yeah. you know it's Word of mouth. Yep. that's it. it and bringing in sure. the friends because they know that they have a good result here so they want right. their friends to come in um they yeah. want to share it with the people that they care about you know, we have a lot of uh, brothers and sisters. We have a lot of husbands and wives. We have best right. friends. We have all people that, you know, you could see the bonds with each other and they just, they bring them in there. They'll be here for a week. And then they're like, can I bring in my husband? Absolutely. So, I mean, yeah. it's just, it's, you have to have that nurturing feeling and wanting to really see people do better and succeed and be healthier. You yeah. will be successful. That's the main driving force. For sure. For sure. I agree 1000% and this is a great industry to be able to to do that in. So uh, yes. awesome, Pam, great place to wrap this episode up. Uh, where can the listeners find you on your website, your social media, where can we check out, where can we check you out? The Max Challenge of Ocean uh, the, or themaxchallenge.com. Lovely, and that's for all Facebook, Instagram, all the yep. same, beautiful. Yep. Appreciate you so much. Thank you for coming on today and sharing your story and we do wish you the best of luck. Thank you so much for having me, Austin. This was fun. You got it, Pam. Thank you. And listeners, we appreciate you as well. Please hit like and subscribe to be notified for future episodes. And until next time, Gym Lords, we are out. Thank you for listening to this interview, but don't go anywhere. We still have two more incredible interviews coming right up inside this episode. But if you're a gym owner that's looking to get more clients, keep them longer, and make more money, Head to the link in the description of this podcast and schedule a free leave your credit card at home consultation with one of our business consultants. You see, here at Gym Launch, we've helped over 4,000 gym owners across the world increase their sales, take home more money, and build the business of their dreams. And it simply starts with a phone call. 
Click on the link in the description of this podcast to schedule your call today. Now, let's head into the next interview. Welcome back, guys, to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we dive in the trenches with gym owners. We talk about the good, the bad, and the ugly sides of the business of fitness. I'm your host, Austin Montero. Today, we're joined by Kelly Phillips from Fierce Faith Fitness, great name, uh, in Greenwood, <laughs> Arkansas. Kelly, how are we doing? I'm doing good, sir. Thank you for having me. I like it. Sir kind of scares me, but we'll go with it. Oh, sorry. It's <laughs> a right. southern thing. I was going to say it's a southern thing, right? Yeah. Somebody called me that last week, and I was like, oh, man, I must be <laughs> starting to get old. I don't know. It's scary. I like it when they, someone calls me ma'am. Yeah, it's like, oh, uh, man. I, I'm okay That's my dad. That's my dad. He's a sir. <laughs> my grandfather. He's a sir. But, oh, man. So, yeah, faith. Sorry, fierce, fierce faith fitness. I love it. A nice alliteration, like we said. So, we've had the business for just about a year, right? Yes, sir pretty awesome so uh yeah how's that first year been before we get into any crazy questions here what's that experience been like it's been a a whirlwind it's been amazing I have had so much fun getting to meet people um help them feel their very best um I love my job I love getting to help people get strong again yeah I love it is that what excites you to get out of bed in the morning that 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 feeling right there exactly that yes yes Uh, my slogan for the gym is built for more uh and i love to show people that they were built for more than they are actually giving themselves credit for Uh, i love getting to show people that every day yeah it's an awesome mantra i love it i love that so has this first year uh gone by super fast or has it been slow how does it feel fast it's been fast um My best friend, she keeps reminding me that my year is coming up and that we need to do something, you know, because we yeah. do like to do a lot in our community. And so yeah. I'm like, oh, crap, you're right. It is. <laughs> I keep forgetting that we're, it's only, we're already coming up on a year. So it has been pretty crazy. That's awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. You should definitely do something for sure. It's a, it's a big accomplishment, especially like coming out of this pandemic and all that stuff. You know, it's not, right. this is not an easy business by any stretch, you know. So uh, no, I appreciate you coming on today. And and sharing your story so let's dive in so why uh what are you trying to first what are you trying to build here with your business like big picture type stuff what is like your say end goal overarching theme here of what you're trying to bring to your community there in greenwood well um i would like to eventually uh be big enough to where i would like to have some uh trails and stuff around my property um i am a little odd i did build my business on my property. Um, I have uh, a little over eight acres and I built a facility right across from my house. So I'm a little odd. uh, And so I love the idea of making it feel more um, like I'm a neighbor, like I'm, I'm someone that you can come to, that you can feel comfortable with. I wanted, for lack of a better term, more intimacy, like inside the facility to make people feel more comfortable there um and so that's why i built it here um and then i would like for obviously like it to grow enough to where i can actually have um other trainers and stuff too and actually help mentor them and define their passion uh with helping others as well that's awesome i love that yeah definitely unique that it's on your 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 property there is there a separate entrance to it or is it uh, the same entrance as your as your oh, house. no, separate. Oh, yeah, no, 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 completely separate entities got just it, on it. my eight acres. Yes, sir. Got yes. It. So you built a building, right? So it wasn't there before yeah. you opened the thing. Is it like no. one of the is it like a, one of the prefab industrial type buildings? 
yes, it does kind of look like that. Yes, it's metal okay. on the outside, but yeah, it's yeah, actually yeah. wood frame on the inside. Right. Right. Uh, it, it turned out actually just beautiful. Um, I, I think when I tell people I own a gym on my property, they just assume garage. And so when they come, they go, oh, wow, okay. Real gym, yeah. You have a gym. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, a lot of great businesses started in the garage. So it's no, no knock. Hey, oh, hey, I started there. I trained, yeah. personal trained people for uh, a full year in my garage before yeah. my gym was actually built. So I did the same you know, thing. there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, I trained people in a garage, at a daycare, uh, at a park, you name it, right? I was like, you know, somebody in basements, you know, it's just ridiculous. I look back like, <laughs> on decks, crazy stuff. But uh, so you, you talked to me before we came on about you've grown pretty, pretty well here in the first year. So can you expand? I'm sure you can on your property yeah. there. You just add yeah. on to that building, right? Okay, cool. Yes. Uh-huh. Cool. Do you think, what are the pros and cons uh, to having the property on your, sorry, having the building on your property. It's Monday. My brain is no, working. No, you're, you're fine. You're fine. Right. I'll do the same thing here in a minute. Um, pros is that it's literally, I can walk to work every yeah. day. My yeah. kids, I have three. Uh, they are 12, excuse me, 13, 11, and eight. And so thankfully they're old enough to kind of, you know, do their own thing. But if any, anything was to happen, you know, especially this summer when yeah. Yeah. I have oh, yeah. to work as much as I do, that right. they're right there. They could come right over to me if they needed anything. So right. as a mom, it's very helpful. Um, yeah. And like I said, it's because of it being a little different, I am able to get people that have always been very fearful of gyms. Um, it, mine, it just has a different feel to it. And so I've been able to reach people that have never liked going to the gym before. So that would be another pro. Um, a con is that it was very hard for a bank to take me, uh, per, uh, like, you know, but take me seriously. Um, and so that was a little interesting. Um, you know, con is, is eventually, will I probably outgrow, you know, yeah. my space possibly, um, you know, so there'll be that kind of stuff possibly later that I have to deal with. And like I said, it's, um, I live a little outside my town. Um, yeah. Technically, I'm not, technically I'm in city limits, but not. And yeah. so, you know, you have to kind of search for me. Sure. Um, so I'm not just like, you know, down in okay. down Main Street and stuff like that. You know, so that would probably be um, another yeah. con as well. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's worked out very well for me so far. So that's awesome. yeah, that's awesome. I love it. And, uh, yeah, we'll talk about more of that from the marketing standpoint here in a minute, Kelly, but before we get into that, talk to us about like, what's a, a day in the life like for you, like right now, obviously we're doing <laughs> a podcast currently, what's a normal Monday like for you? What's a normal Monday. Okay. Well, yeah. let's see. Um, I had a personal training client at seven this morning. So I got up at five and got some of my stuff situated and then had my personal training clients at seven, but like my husband takes my kids during that one. Um, I, uh, then, um, around nine, uh, I open up my gym for my classes. So I have a class at about nine 15. Uh, we're usually done, um, like around 10, 15, 10 30, depending on how heavy we had to lift that day which, you know, can take you a little bit longer um, sure, sure. in class. And so around after 10.30, usually I try to get my training in. Um, I'm actually going to, um, I'm a little crazy. I'm going to do a figure competition at almost 40 nice. years old. So go. I'm doing my own training uh, yeah. and stuff as well. And so I try to get it in somewhere in there. 
Uh, other days, um, I'll also have a personal training client after class. So it just kind of depends. Um, okay. And then about 1.45, um, I usually have another personal training client. Uh, and then I pick up my kids at around 3. I yeah. come straight back home to have another personal training client at 3.40. And then I have my 4.30 and 5.30 classes um, after that. And so then I don't usually get back into the house until a little after seven. And then you got all the other mom duties. I'm and sure then I got all the other mom stuff. Yes. And, yeah. <laughs> so a full day, a full day. Yeah. I, I remember yes, those days. That's for sure. Um, yeah. that's cool. You're doing a figure competition. So is it hard running a, you know, running the business, coaching, training, and then being able to, or is it, does it actually sometimes help? It helps. Um, yes, yes. I really think it, it helps me learn from somebody right. else. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I kind of did it, did things backwards. Um, I didn't like learn to personal train at a facility or anything like that. I kind of learned as I went. Yeah. Um, and so I love the idea. And one of the reasons that I made, I wanted to do this was because I got to have uh, my own coaches. And so mm -hmm. I get to learn from them why they think the way they do. Why do they change this? Why do they keep my macros a certain way? And I get to learn that yeah. as I go. And then I also get to learn what they like, what kind of lifts they like for someone to do and why they do that for figure competition. There's all kinds of amazing yeah. knowledge that sure, comes sure. with actually doing. And so I like to learn by doing. Right. Uh, and, and so that's really one of the main reasons I did it. I'm also, uh, I also thought it would be fun when you talk about trying to bring the community together with the gym. Um, I'm also joined a uh, fun competition to where you can win up to $20,000 and you get on the cover of a magazine and everything else. Yeah. And so my gym and my community have loved getting to vote every day yeah. to try to raise money for us to expand. And just a fun, different kind of way to do things. Um, yeah. Always trying to think outside the box yeah, yeah. Um, and trying just different things. And again, it's not that we necessarily think we're going to win it, which I have a lot of amazing, my community, it's been crazy how it's made them all come together to want to help somebody do something. And so um, if anything, regardless of what happens, it's brought attention to the gym. It's brought attention to what I love to do. Um, how I can help other people, you know, reach their yeah. goals and everything else. And so if anything, it's just been a really fun marketing tool um, to get people involved in what I'm trying to do. So, yeah, I don't know. I can't totally sidetracked. Yeah, no, that was, yeah, that was, no, that was cool. That was good. I, I like it. Yeah, I, uh, I actually was part of that last year. That was it Mr. and Mrs. Fitness, yeah, right? exactly, yeah. right? Isn't yeah, that yeah, fun? Yeah, for sure. It's but great. It's fun. Yeah. Did you get? How far did you I get? I think I came in six overall, but I made. I think oh, it was like see? three cuts, right? I was yes, like two, three there's cuts. several. Yeah. I made the last one and whatever age. I think it was an age group. I think it was by or something like that, or or that, different. There's different. It's it's separated by categories. It's age group or it's like fitness style. Something, or something. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, it was cool, but no, definitely great for yeah, client engagement and uh, yeah, right. it's it's really cool. It's really cool. Yeah. yeah. And it brings I've, been of, I've been having a lot of fun with it. So oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. That's what it's all about, right? It's all good stuff. So Kelly, let's dive into some business piece here. So um, I think every successful business has like three elements that we that we have that we, ha we have to have. Number one is we solve a problem. What problem are you solving? 
Well, I'm actually, I feel like I'm solving the problem with people that um, have a lot of ailments that are always, uh, they have a lot of fear with uh, trusting their own bodies. Mm. Um, Most of the time, that's what that comes from is if you've had a lot of injuries and stuff like that, you fear your body, you don't trust it to actually do the thing you want to do. Um, And so I tend to, the majority of the people that I help are people that have had previous injuries, um, wonky shoulders, backs, all that kind of stuff. And I am unique because I have had all of those things and I know how to modify and help them start to trust their own bodies to where then they don't have to modify anymore. Right. Um, And so that's kind of who I try to help the, the void I try to fill. Makes total Uh, sense. Yeah. I think that's a massive void too. And, uh, we have a lot of similarities here. It's very weird. So uh, the gift of injury, right? Like, so there's a book out there called the gift of injury. You may have read it. I don't know, but uh, not. I've, I've lived it, but I have not. Exactly. Read that. So it's about exactly <laughs> probably what you're about to tell me. It's probably about the exact same thing. So yeah. So uh, did you experience like an injury yourself? It was tough that you had to kind of not work out for a while. And we're like, maybe thinking like, hell, I mean, I never do this again. Like maybe that's I, over. I know I yeah yeah, okay. I, yeah. Shoot. I was in a wheelchair okay. for over two years wow so i i, I couldn't do anything on my yeah. own so what what how did that happen um it was it was a kind of a weird thing i was yeah. really young um and it took so long for them to figure out what was wrong wow. that yeah. it turned into chronic pain and then eventually sure. there was just i just didn't have a disc anymore and so um it just took so long for them to figure it out yeah. Um, I eventually had to have three back surgeries uh, to fix everything. Yeah. Um, and so I, I also know how it feels to think that you're over something and then be shot right back down again. Yeah. Um, and so it took me a long time to really trust my back to handle what it was made to do. Sure. God made us extraordinary beings and we are stronger than we realize. And yeah. so he's we're capable of healing in an amazing kind of way, but it's up here. It's, it's mental. Um, it's where is where the block really comes from. Uh, Eventually those kinds of injuries can be healed by some things, you know, a surgery or, you know, something of that kind of point, or it just heals itself. And usually it's mental and we just do not trust it. And if you've had chronic pain, you're constantly in fear of feeling that pain again. And so you, avoid at all costs doing anything that's going to remotely possibly make you feel that kind of possible pain again. And so I'm the type of person that because I have physically lived it, a lot of people that come to me go, I just don't think people understood what I meant by pain. I don't think people understood that it wasn't just me being lazy or, you know, not wanting to work and, you know, that sort of thing. No, it's, it's out of, pure fear of having that pain back again um and so i'm all about you know modifying and slowing you know it's a slower process it shouldn't be really quick we shouldn't let someone come in and do a a crossfit workout that they technically should not be doing (laughs) because they don't have that strength yet Uh, and we got to ease them into throwing that beautiful weight all over the place and so when we do that though that process it's a it's a switch it's a mind switch and they go oh oh i can and and even when they start to you know feel sore and stuff like that we talk through making sure you know i really listen 
to my clients as well and my members um, to make sure that that soreness is sore and it's not that pain and, and they start to be able to differentiate which then makes them feel empowered again uh empowered they can control their own body again um and and those are the kind of voids that i try to fill um and help yeah. with but yeah that's but yeah. great yeah. and that's a i'm sure a massive void and um I'm sure there's a lot of people out there experiencing that you know i know i, I went through that thing so like taught me a lot of things and totally changed my perspective that's for sure um yeah you no, know, you think you're king of the jungle, right? You can do whatever you want. And then you wake up one day and you can't do a thing. And you're like, oh, that's, that's just over. And that's it. And then what, how did you get out of your, how did you change? You had surgery, right? On your back. I did. I did. It, I, like a, uh, a, they did. The first yeah. one, it's going to be a long story. Disc replacement was the first, first one. Yeah. Uh, disc replacement was the first one. The second one was a fusion below yeah. that. Because the disc, you know, by that point, they were um, pretty much shot anyway. Yeah, so then yeah. I had the fusion. Uh, the third one was actually to take some of the hardware out because I was so young. I mean, I was in my early 20s yeah. when all this happened. Right. Uh, and so I was so young. I was trying to move again because I hadn't been able to do it in so long. Yeah. Um, and so they, they took some hardware out. After that, I was good. Um, okay. It's just, it was all mental trying sure. to trust sure. and, and just strengthen my body again, because yeah. I mean, I had no muscle mass to really speak of yeah. yep. with being in that sedentary type lifestyle for so mm -hmm. long. Um, and then, you know, your muscles, uh, when they are in constant chronic pain, they tend to spasm and you know and all that kind of stuff and so when you're making them work again you can they're gonna almost kind of have to go through that again to get past yeah, uh and so it's all very scary it's all very yeah. scary uh it, it, it's it's helping those muscles even learn again what you're trying to get them to do yeah. uh yeah. and and so it took it took a couple of years um yeah. but because of that um, I had a real passion to move <laughs> because I could and, and I yeah. wanted to see how strong I could get because I never got to do that. People in yeah. their 20s get to learn who they are and explore right. things and everything else. Right. I didn't get to do any of that. I had to learn right. who I was at 35, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Being, having three kids and everything else. So it was a whole different kind of learning experience oh, sure, yeah. uh, for yeah. me. Um, yeah, it's but, great. I think it gives us as coaches, like just uh, we can actually be empathetic, like for real, not just say very it. special. Yeah, 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 yeah and, it is. And then we can be like the guide, you know. So I think our job is to be like a guide. Like if you watch, let's watch a movie. Like my, one of my favorite movies, like Karate Kid, right? Like uh, Mr. Miyagi is one of my favorite characters, but he is like the guide, right? He's like the star of the right. movie in my eyes to be that. And that's kind of what we get to do in some kind of I, way. I, yeah. No, absolutely. I agree. You know, I call it in some ways i feel like um i we do a lot of pt in here uh because it's just it's just a lot of trying to get those muscles back to moving again you know when i have i also have a shoulder injury that's not too old that i'm gonna have to have eventually have surgery on and stuff like that so i also now understand shoulders <laughs> uh, i keep telling the lord okay I'm, I'm done really i can understand enough i don't need any more surgeries but um i learned through that that you know all those other muscles surrounding yeah. muscles atrophy you know and it's hard to work them without hurting that shoulder and so i had to learn some new and unique ways to help my people work yeah. some of those other muscles so then eventually 
in a way they could start to help overcompensate, which yep. then in turn can help them have less stress and less pain and, and all of that really cool, interesting stuff yep. to me. Um, and so it, it's each odd injury, had, like you said, it really is so very helpful for us coaches sure. to help sure. guide and help almost rehabilitate um, yeah, our members. I agree. So. And like, uh, yeah, we have, we have a society out there that's, you know, living a, a sedentary life, you know, like, so like, mm -hmm. we're going to get a lot more of this, I think, moving forward here. So we get to be yeah. on the forefront of helping that. So with that in mind, let's move into like, obviously, a successful business. We kind of talked about your model, PT and group. So we know that part part two of that is like have a having a viable marketing plan too and a strategy so how have you gone about kelly getting clients members new faces into your gym over this past year well um honestly it, it to me it reminds me of uh network marketing it's it's a lot of by mouth um i have i take i i want each person that comes into my door to feel like um I'm there to help them. Um, and so I'm very, I try to be very hands-on with each of my members and clients. Um, a lot of it has been word of mouth. Um, I try to be active in the community. I've done a lot of races and stuff like that in town. And so people kind of knew who I was anyways. Sure. Sure. Um, and I, I've lived here for a long time. My family stuff has lived here for a long time. Um, and so some of that probably helped, um, but each person that came in also then they eventually wind up bringing their husbands. They wind up bringing their kids, their, you know, teenagers, right. stuff like that. And doing that has then in turn, they want to bring their friends um, and their, you know, aunts. I've got, I cannot tell you, I've got more group family groups than I have ever thought were possible in a gym. And so a lot of it is, is being able to reach, the families. Um, but also we do a lot of outreach. Um, I love um, helping our veterans um, here in our community. We actually have a very um, active post. Uh, and so they do a lot of things in town. And so what I love to do every year um, is put on a, a workout, a wad, yeah. you know, yeah. Uh, and yes, you know, that Chad is one that we take. Okay, sure, yeah. yep. okay. okay. You know, and so we have done it to raise and we were able to give several thousand dollars uh, to our post on um, this past year. And so each year I want to help make that grow. Yeah. We also, yep. um, I love to give, I uh, love to sponsor races. Um, I did about two years of, of running and races before I did any uh, anything else. Um, it was actually towards the end of my running that CrossFit became a priority. Um, and I did CrossFit for, for about three years or so. But um, I found out how much um, it is involved in racing, um, what they can do for people, um, those goals that people, you know, can crush. Man, what a big, what an impact they make on somebody when they go, yeah. oh my gosh, I can't believe I just did that, you know, and they get a medal and, and all this kind of stuff. And, yeah. and so I wanted to to be able to help sponsor those because I know how much it helped me and yeah. helped me grow as a person and help me gain that uh, strength and how I know how, what I can handle and what I can accomplish whenever I work hard and, and everything else. And so um, as a, as a gym, we love to give to those kinds of things. And so we like to be very active, even as small as we are, even whenever I first opened, I 
I wanted to give uh, to mm. all of those. And that in turn turned into, hey, I know you and, and sending yes. people my way just because of the people that ran it right. knew right. that I had a heart to, to give back. And so yeah. they wanted to come. So it, it just sure. kind of worked out that way. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's all good stuff. Definitely a big part of the marketing strategy, like affinity marketing, those local partnerships are huge. You know, what is, what is your ideal like, capacity for clients at your space there? Like, what do you, what would, what, yeah, what are you trying to grow to? What can you handle? Uh, well, actually my, my first goal by my first year was to get 50 gym members. Yeah. Um, and we have surpassed that uh, this month. Uh, so I'm, I have like 55 right now. Eventually, I would love to have, uh, of course, I need to be bigger. I would love yeah. to have a facility that, you know, had 100, like active. in average, ad yeah. active. Yeah, yeah. 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 sure. Um, that would be the dream goal um, is to be large enough to be able to handle um, 100, which, of course, would mean, you know, I'd like to be able to hire some people to do, you know, some maybe 5 a.m. I can do some 6 a.m. classes a couple times a week. Yeah. Um, but my sweetie, you know, it's, <laughs> that's a lot. Really? Of, you know, anyways, I try not to make him do five days a week of me right, up right, that right. early. Uh, and so I would eventually like to have maybe some 5 a.m., 6 a.m. Yeah. classes yeah. to maybe help fill in those gaps. Okay. Um, and maybe even, um, uh, I don't know, sometimes with my teachers, they come at my 430. Yeah. I have a lot of teachers. Um, I'm near um, one of the uh, elementary schools. Okay. And of course, my kids go there. So they know me. And so that's where I've yep. gotten a lot. You know, I try again, I try to be active in the community. And yeah. so they knew me from that and other things. Um, and so I'd like to maybe try to do more of like a 340 or 345 yeah. um, type class. Right now it's my personal training time, um, yeah. but maybe something like that might help with us expanding when it comes to- Yeah, um, sure. For after school teachers, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we had three, yeah, we had a 330 class. It was all teachers and people working yes. in school. And yes, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yes, yes. What so about, pretty, sorry. sorry, what about your- uh, it's from the marketing piece before we move on. Have you done anything, uh, social media, paid advertising, digital marketing, anything yeah. with that? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I have. Uh, I try to be active. Um, of course, of course, I'm old, so I joke that it's just Instagram and it's Facebook, you know. You're not old. Come on. This is, oh, okay. This is young. This is young. Okay. We're young. We're young. There we go. There we go. But when it comes to electronics or social media, I was fairly new to it. Um, I also own a health and wellness business through Arbonne. And so I have my own, um, you know, supplements and stuff like that, that I love to offer. Um, yeah. But anyways, when I started doing that, that's kind of where I started dipping my toes in with the network marketing. And so I learned some stuff that way. So yes, I have done where you, the paid advertising, it has actually helped uh, for me. Um, it helps people find my website and stuff like that. Um, I don't know, maybe that's how you found me. I have no idea, but, um, it, it, it helped with that sort of thing and actually people calling and it, I got uh, several personal training clients and stuff that way, Good. which, Good. which is still right now my bread and butter, um, yeah. because that's where I can make the most money, um, sure. is through personal training. Um, so I think it's done well. Um, I like to 
like I said, I like to advertise more in the community, like actually events right. and stuff like that. Right. I do right. a lot of um, fairs and stuff like that when we do stuff in town, yeah. Yeah. Uh, just because they get to see me and I get to see them. And and a lot of the face-to-face -face is is a big deal. It's, it's really, really important. Oh, it's um, big, yeah, for sure. Is your yeah. town, what's, what's Greenwood like, like from a population um oh me that i think it's i think we're at like um yeah, look it up. i'm gonna be about to say is it like seven thousand now let's let's see is that your guess let's see look I it think up it is greenwood me hang on arkansas you gotta spell arkansas here we go uh let's see it's coming up uh it says uh 2020 census 9392 uh, good all right we'll see we're probably close to 10,000 now I know. Easy. yeah we're easy. moving up we're moving, moving up <laughs> yeah we're blown up. <laughs> uh, i see where we are in the map now i gotcha yeah i was uh okay yeah i've been i've been on the highway right there i've been close so cool uh yeah so a smaller town yeah so face-to-face -face, uh is big and i'm sure like these local partnerships are very big you know so that's awesome. Um, so it's, it's tough transition, but let's go. Not a great transition. Well, let's go through a uh, so retention. Normally, I talked about the third part of a successful business. I think we have to tell a story and keep uh, engagement uh, high. So kind of retention, right? Kind of fits there. Uh, it's only been a year, but what do you do to I guess keep uh, client engagement high? Do you communicate with your people when they're not with you, like the other twenty-three hours of the day? Do you guys have like Facebook groups or text streams? Yeah. What does that look like? Yes, yes. I, I have a um, members only uh, page um, okay. that I, you know, keep in contact with and, and everything else on there, you know, up to date events that we might be doing, stuff like that. I want them to be also involved in our community. So I try to get them to come and, and do different things and stuff like that, especially when we try to raise money and, and different things. So I have our own uh, Facebook group there. I have just a gym page that I try to put stuff on. Um, going live is something that seems to keep people really engaged. Yeah. Uh, thankfully, I've gotten more comfortable with it as, I, as I've gone along, you know? Right. Um, and so going live actually seems to be really helpful for me. Um, and so I do a lot of that, um, just even on my personal page as well. Um, that seems to be able to keep people yeah. um, engaged. Yeah. The, the, the fun competition that we have going on right now, that has just been huge. Okay. Um, to keep everyone asking about the gym, interested right. in the gym, because you know, then they share, you know, hey, vote for okay. Kelly and her gym. And, you know, and so then people are, I'm getting messages from people that I don't even know right. that have got a friend of a friend. You know, like I said, it's a, to me, it's a lot of network marketing. And so um, uh, that's been really helpful. But I've also done like, you know, fun giveaways and things like that to try to right. keep people okay. engaged. I try to do Saturdays are free. Uh, so you can come and you can kind of see uh, a little bit, you get, at least get to meet me, uh, get yeah. to see how I like to do things. Saturdays are more of a team workout, which I love to do. Uh, so then you always bring a buddy, uh, that sort of thing. And so it looks, it's more of a CrossFit style. They don't yeah. always realize that's what they're doing, but that's what they're doing. And so that has been really good actually to get new people in and interested um, and just get the conversation going yeah. that way as well. Sure. Um, what else did you ask? Was there, I'm sorry. No, just, uh, yeah, uh, I think you touched on it all and you kind of answered okay. what I was going to ask, which is, which is great. So it was like, uh, it just ways we communicate with our people and they're not with us, I think is massive. Like 
we have so many ways to communicate nowadays with the phone and with uh, 10,000 different platforms. And, you know, I think it's just uh, for retention, it's the best thing. And then like, as we grow as a gym, that's where the trickiness kind of happens. I think when you get to the hundred person member, obviously it's different than 50 and like you have more yeah. rows. Then we have to deal with like clicks maybe and all this other craziness nonsense of this tribal aspect of a gym, you know, of what yeah. it is. Yes. Yeah, no, there is. And even with 50, you can see it happening. Oh yeah. So, oh yeah. It's just human yeah. nature. I'm right? part yeah. of the deal. And then that's yeah. where our job is like the coach and the gym owner is like, you know, uh, that's a whole nother skill set. I think like obviously we're in the fitness industry, but relationship industry, accountability. Building. Yeah. Yeah, no, we, yeah. yeah, it is. It is. We really are. And I like to do um, a lot of team workouts. I'll even do right now. We have a different training cycle going on right now. So we lift heavy four days a week. And then I throw in a cardio day in there. And I love to do team workouts because I split them all up. I don't yeah. put them with their, you know, and I kind of put them with someone that I know will push or someone that, you know, they're usually the one being pushed, but I'm going to have her push this one today, you know, and, and I, I like to move them around so that they get to know the each other better. Um, I think, like you said, we could get into those clicks and just automatically assume, oh, well, Susie yeah. and Rebecca, they work well together, you know, right, that, right, that right, kind of right. thing. Um, so, yeah. Exactly, exactly. So I like to try to do that too, to like you said, just kind of keep that camaraderie and stuff and, yeah. and just getting to know each other a little bit better as well. Yeah, I think that's super important. Do you do that with like, uh, say newer members with older with more of like the OG member, like kind of pair yes. them on purpose? Yes, right? I do. I, yeah, yeah. I sure do. I sure do. Um, I just think it also, uh, you know, it helps the new person. But then I think also to, I think the you know, the one that thinks that got it all going on needs to remember, <laughs> you know, it's not about them all the time either, uh, that they can really give to the people around them and stuff as well. Uh, it can, it can, I understand at one point for me, it became a real pride thing. It can become very prideful when going into a facility, when you seem to be the best at whatever and, you know, everything else. And um, I try to, I want people to be empowered, but not prideful, if that makes sense. Uh, any sense and so I try to to help people with that because I really think you're missing out yeah if it's just about you I agree uh definitely a hard thing to become aware of but once you do I think it changes your whole life probably so tell yeah. me about fierce faith fitness that name uh you said when we before we before we came on you wanted to have faith in there right yes uh talk to us about that part of the business okay well um I was actually so funny to me because I during the pandemic so it, it it happened all through that lovely uh first year of the big C I guess if what you want to say um I was doing a bible study um and it's um draw the circle it's by um uh, his name just left me and I'm, I'll remember it later um but anyways I was doing a bible study and I kept feeling like um, God wanted me to start doing the personal training. I had actually already started classes and stuff. Yeah. Uh, and so then of course, then they turned into virtual. Everything was virtual at that right. point. Uh, and so then the idea of actually physically helping someone was scary for me because I didn't have any experience like that. Right. I just had, you know, the book, the learning, uh, sure. book smart way. Sure. I'm in my personal experience. Uh, but I had never really physically helped anyone. And so, 
I felt led to start doing that in my garage. Um, I thought no one would want to do that. One, of course, we all had to wear masks, you know, and everything else. And I just do one at a time. Yeah. But I did not realize, though, either how much I would love it. Um, I knew I was doing it. I started doing it for my other my health and wellness business because I wanted to help my clients not only have the supplements, but maybe even add in that that movement that I knew was so important. And so I really just did it for that. I didn't actually expect to personal train, honestly, in the physical sense. Um, And so I started doing that and realized, oh my gosh, I I love this. (laughs) And I love the idea of, of, again, showing people that they just were built for more. And I, and, and that's why I made it my slogan because I feel like I'm constantly saying it. Um, and so as yeah. that progressed, um, I felt led to build. Um, yeah. And so then that's when I went, you know what, let's just see, you know, yeah. kind of like what we talked about earlier. Let's just, we're just going to dive in and let's go for it and let's see what happens. And we got it, you know, I got approved and everything else. And then it started building, but then my, couple like two or three personal training clients that I had they started telling their friends and family and I got up to almost I mean I was at least 15 personal training clients that I had throughout the day just in my garage um yeah yeah. so I was like whoa okay and and so yeah that just yeah this is apparently what I'm supposed to do and and I thought you know what though They'll, they won't last that long because it's going to take a year to build. No one would really stick around. And sure enough, they did. And I wound up having their whole families and, and everything else uh, because of it. So basically, the Lord built the gym before the building was even up. Uh, he built it through those personal training clients. Uh, yeah. And so that's why I wanted faith uh, put into the name. Um, the fierce part was just what people apparently think of me. So. <laughs> I'm a little, I'm a little, I'm a little, you know, in your face, don't really care. And, you know, I'm going to tell you how I feel. And <laughs> I love it. I think, I think I we need it. more of that. I think we need more of that. In country. That's what this country is all about. That's in my opinion. Like, yeah. I love your, I love that mantra built for more. You know, I think it's awesome. Uh, and again, it's obviously from, coming from that injury. Like you knew you could do it. Every if we can do it, everybody else exactly. can do it. But if I can do it, anybody sharing can do it. That, yeah, sharing that, and I, I think that's awesome. Exactly. I think that's going to lead anybody to success. So, like, I think obviously you're there. So, let's wrap this thing up, Kelly. So, we kind of talked about you want to get to this hundred man brawl. Like your dream goal is that your one year vision, or is that more like a five year type plan, or somewhere in between that? Somewhere in between, I, I would think that it would probably be closer to five only because yeah. I've got to, to add on and that's going to, it's going to take some saving uh, because it just, it costs so much more now uh, to build uh, than it did. Uh, yeah. Than it did to build right. my facility now. Yeah. And, I didn't think about that. Yeah. I didn't think about that part of it. Yeah. 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 So that, that's the, that's the rub is okay. to, and that's okay. We'll, we'll make it work. Um, my members are getting uh, closer because they are close in proximity. That's so okay. there's a lot of, I have to, again, think outside the box when it comes to how the classes work because yep. I have so many um, I'm averaging 16 in a couple of my classes and so I've got to really um, really think outside the box to make sure that 
not only are the people getting the time that they need and can do the weight that they want to do, you know, because you also kind of have to pair people, you right. know, and that sort of thing. So there's a lot of sharing and stuff like that that has to be involved, yeah. um, which I, again, just brings them closer together. Uh, and it just, I don't know, there's a lot of to be said too about pushing someone else, you know, when you have that oh, yeah. push, you, you oh, just better. work hard. And yeah. of course, then I also had plenty of spotters. Uh, that is not just me. Yeah, exactly, exactly. They're having to learn, which was always a priority for me anyways, but everyone has to learn how to drop safely, how to come out. You know, there's just a lot of stuff that can sometimes be overlooked um, yeah. when it comes to our safety and their safety and, and how to handle when you're in a oh crap moment uh you know how to, happened, yeah. how to yes yeah how to get out of that so oh, yeah, we've um, been there right like yeah, yeah, we, used yeah. To, we used to teach people how to bail on a back squat right like you know or on a front squat or if you're doing other stuff uh you know yes. yeah oh, it's important. It's important. it is and a lot of times what's so crazy to me because i love dropping the crap out of the weight you know that's yeah. just a, one of the fun parts yeah. to me that yeah part. yeah dropping yeah. that yeah it sounds awesome to me but Every other majority of the people that come in are like, oh, and it, and it terrifies what? them to yes. what? What? You know, I and they're throw like, it. Yeah, oh, throw it yeah, like, get mad at that thing. Come on now, yeah. you know. Um, and so it, I was surprised that, you know, you do have to really get them comfortable with even that idea sure. um, uh, of dropping and stuff, which was just surprising to me. I didn't expect it takes that. Time, yeah, I have this, I, I remember this funny story. And then us as coaches, we get so accustomed, like numb to it, right? Like, I had somebody uh, do a squat clean. It was like an early morning class and she fell backwards and the, you know, the weights are made to like roll over you. Right. Like, yes. and we know this and I've, it's happened to me. And like, I sat there and I'm just, I stared at her and my, I don't react at all. I'm just like, my heart rate probably lowered. And then you have a new member who freaks out, runs over, you know, it's, I, I can still see it. It's hilarious. And, um, Fun fact, that's my girlfriend now, so I'm not going <laughs> to say you I, can't I still get, I, I still get crap, Yeah, I still get crap for that all the time. But, uh, yeah, she cleaned, she did clean. She fell backwards, the bar rolled over, and I'm just sitting there like, whatever. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's funny. But yeah, I mean, it's safe, right, as long as we don't go too uh, over the top, if you will. But right, part of right. our coaching, yeah. Is that kind of like – last thing here, Kelly, and uh, I'll let you go back to your day, but – um. What is the virtual view of your space? Like, I know we have 16 people in a class, which is awesome, 1,500 square feet. So I assume that's those classes get tight. Is it yes. squat racks lining up like the outer rim, or what is kind yeah. of the vibe? Yeah. So I've got my uh, rig down, not quite the middle of yep. my gym, but fairly close. So just far enough away from the wall that, you know, they're safely can drop and, and all that kind yeah, of stuff, yeah. you know, so it's about, it was about 10 feet or so from the wall. Sure, and sure. then on the other side of that rig, so it goes long ways. Yeah, uh, yeah. On the other side of that is where I can put a lot of the benches and stuff like that too. If we're doing maybe some rig work and then moving, transitioning over to um, my, uh, all of my uh, benches and stuff like that. Right, right. Um, and so, yeah, so that rig. And then I also have two more squat racks um, on my wall, mounted to my wall. Okay. Um, so then that way too, I have, so then I have a total of eight 
uh, four foot sections that people nice. can, you know, do squats and different yeah. stuff, uh, bench press, you know, and when we actually need the rig and stuff like that with the bar. Um, and so that's, I have eight. And so then that means that, you know, I have, everyone's got to usually have to pair up. Sure, sure, uh, yeah. So then I get all 16 in that yeah. way. Um, you know, sometimes too, we do a lot of stuff um, with our dumbbells as well. Um, and so it's a full body type style. And so we work seven major muscle groups every day um and so um we use the dumbbells and stuff a lot and so i've gotten to where i've got um i believe 11 it's an odd number i don't know why i have just 11 but 11 benches and so sometimes they share sometimes they don't have to but that's kind of yeah. how that looks sure sure yeah it's awesome yeah i could definitely see it in my mind there and uh yeah that's it's a lot of and that build it's all what it's all green. My my rig, she's a beautiful green. Oh, she's green. What company? Oh, yeah. What company is it? Who yeah, made the rig? Uh, fringe, fringe sports. Fringe, sure, yeah, okay, yeah. Yeah. They're, uh, I think they're not. I think they're based out of Texas, right? Or no? Are they yes, in Texas? they are. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I get my stuff pretty quick. Very cool. Yeah, right. You're Over, right above yeah. them. Yeah, whenever I, really, very cool. I order. Kelly, yeah, this has been awesome. I appreciate your time coming on today and sharing your story. Where can our listeners check you out? Your social media, your website. Where can we find you and follow you follow along? Yes, uh, fiercefaithfitness.com is okay. my website. And then you can look that up on Facebook and stuff too, and you'll find me there as well. Yeah. Yep. Beautiful. Yep. Well, hey, thanks so much. We appreciate it. This was awesome. Thank you, sir. Thank you for having me on. I, I really enjoyed it. Thank you for the opportunity. No, nope, anytime. Yeah, we'll check back in down here in a few months. But uh, listeners, we appreciate you guys as well. Please hit like and subscribe to be notified for future episodes. And until next time, Jim Lords, we are out. Thank you for listening to the podcast so far. Don't go anywhere. We still have another episode coming right up right after this word from one of our sponsors. The Jim Lords podcast is sponsored by Prestige Labs. Prestige Labs is the first and only nutritional supplements company built by gym owners for gym owners. Prestige Labs solves the problem that all gyms have experienced, the broken inventory model, low commissions, and even lower quality products. Prestige Labs provides 100% drop shipping, zero inventory, PhD formulated high quality supplements for you and your clients. The goal is simple, cover 100% of your rent while never sacrificing your integrity. To learn more or to become an affiliate of Prestige Labs for free, apply at affiliate.prestigelabs.com. That's affiliate.prestigelabs.com. Double your client results, double your income. You can head to affiliate.prestigelabs.com to become an affiliate for free. Now stick around for the rest of this episode. Use coupon code GYMLORDS on prestigelabs.com for 20% off all future supplement orders. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords podcast. I will be your host today. My name is Brooke, and joining me on the show is Ian from the Garrison Gym in Ticonderoga, New York. Welcome to the show. How are you today? I'm great. Thanks for having me on. I'm super excited to have you here. Thank you so much for taking time out of your busy day to step away and give back to the industry a little bit uh, today. Totally appreciate you for that. Um, you know, before we really dive into the business and what you do and why you do it and how you do it, you know, give us your backstory. What was it that got you started, you know, in the industry of being a gym business owner? Great question. So I've always been, uh, I, was a, I was a very active kid, um, played a lot of sports, uh, very active in college, 
Um, didn't really start lifting until after I was in a car accident that left me pretty debilitated for quite a long time. Uh, just by sheer happenstance, I was living with a bunch of bodybuilders at the time. Um, they got me into the gym, they got me lifting weights, uh, and I really discovered a side of myself that I didn't know was possible being a skinny kid my whole life. So uh, really started seeing results, really started getting involved in the gym atmosphere and uh, stuck to it really hard. So graduated college, um, came out, started my own business, which is totally separate from the gym. Um, needed a place to work out, didn't have one, tried the whole home gym thing. That lasted like four days. That was a, kind of a horrible experience. I had to move all my home stuff, set up my gym equipment, lift, tear it all down every single day. So I really just needed a place to work out. And uh, the best uh, way that that was feasible was for me to open a gym. Um, I didn't really know much about running a gym. Um, I had taken a couple business classes in college, so I knew you know, the financial side of things and how to do that. But it was essentially a lot of YouTube video watching it was a lot of uh, learning on the fly, trial and error, and uh, just starting out small. That was the biggest thing. And if I could offer anything through this podcast, it would be that. Start small, start with what's feasible, um, and then grow how, you, how and when you can. Um, that's, you know, it's, it's just uh, doing, doing what's feasible. Yeah, I love that. So you really built this from the bottom up. Now you have your own facility. You guys are in New York. Um, you know, what I would love for you to do, Ian, is just give us your elevator pitch. Tell us who you guys are, what services you offer, you know, the kind of whole nine yards. That way our listener has a picture kind of in the back of their brain here moving forward. For sure. So the Garrison Gym is, it's a Revolutionary War themed gym. Um, it's in a historic town of Ticonderoga, which played a very pivotal role in the Revolutionary War itself. So I try to mimic that through my business, you know, with the equipment type of uh, the decorations. Um, I have kind of some unique equipment that nobody else has. Um, we've been open since uh, October of 2018. Um, it's again, it's an it's kind of a unique situation because it's the only gym in the area and pretty much an hour radius of anywhere else. So it's literally like an oasis in the middle of nowhere. Um, it's a 24 seven facility. Um, there aren't a whole lot of services in terms of training or classes or anything like that right now, just because of the way the facility is set up. But um, given that it's the only gym in such a large area, I, I feel the responsibility and, and provide uh pretty much every type of equipment under the fitness umbrella. I love that. And I think it puts you at an advantage in a way, you know, you are the only gym within like, from what you said, an hour kind of radius. So you have like a large area to pull people in from. Um, and, you know, you're, you're very responsive to what the people want from the sounds of it. You have all kinds of different, um, you know, pieces of equipment and stuff available for people to take advantage of. So my next question for you, Ian, would be how big are you guys right now? Like how many members do you currently serve within your facility? So we're sitting right now, last I checked, it was somewhere around 300 members. 
Um, I mean, the town is somewhere around 5,000 people. So, you know, we get tons of people in and out, kids off to college. So it's kind of this constant influx of new people for the most part. Okay, got it. So, you know, around 300. And what's the square footage of the facility, would you say? It's, give or take, it's about 5,000 square feet. Okay, so like 5,000 square feet, 300 people. Obviously, you've got some equipment kind of filled in some of those spaces, but general rule of thumb in this industry is like you can fit 100 people per 1,000 square feet, like membership wise. So, you know, is that on the forefront? Are you looking to hit the gas and welcome in new members, or are you comfortable at that 300 kind of member mark? So, Again, with the whole unique situation thing, Ticonderoga is, is in a very touristy area. So the population of the town probably quadruples in the summertime. Um, so, you know, in the off season, it's great for all the local members. But uh, during the summer, the gym can actually get quite busy. So um, in the future, I could see us expanding into a larger facility, um, which, again, would provide it, it would allow uh, me to provide that that uh, further diversity of equipment. Yeah, definitely. So I think you know, like you said, the population is doubling in the in the summer, and and a lot of those you know tourists are visiting you in the gym. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, I mean, so, it's go ahead. So, like in the winter months, are there additional kind of populations of people within the Ticonderoga area that you could? you know, if they knew you existed, that you could pull in your facility. Is that something that you're looking to, to do in the, the, the winter months or whatever? So uh, being a small town kind of in the middle of nowhere, um, I'd be very surprised if there were too many people that didn't know the gym existed. Um, like I've done almost no advertising and I, you know, people waved me in their cars and I have no idea who they are. They know me because you know, I have the gym. So word spread very quickly when I opened, but um, probably the biggest setback right now in terms of membership would be um, the lack of being able to provide classes for people, just again, due to the facility not really being set up for that. Mm, yeah, definitely. Um, and that's something that we kind of talked about before we even got on air here. And so what I would love for you to do is just kind of discuss that with, you know, our audience here, you know, the idea of you want to be able to offer additional services, but right now it's just not really an option because of the space. Right. Um, I mean, eventually I'd love to build my own 10,000 plus square foot building, um, be, you know, a, a destination gym, offer you know, pretty much any type of equipment ever made. I'm a huge uh, equipment junkie. I'm, I'm always looking for new stuff, better stuff. Um, but one of the best things I ever did was I put up a whiteboard in the gym and just wrote on it, what do you guys want? And people have, you know, written stuff that I would never think about personally, because it's, it might not be in my field of fitness that I like to do. But um, it, it's a great eye opener and, and, you know, getting that direct feedback from members is probably one of the most uh, important things I've ever done. Um, but yeah, just being able to give back to, to the community what they want specifically, that, that's really what I, I think it would be about. 
yeah, give the people what they want, give the people what they need. Um, when our members feel like we hear them and we're listening to them, that creates trust that it's pretty hard to get broken at that point. Um, so that's a very important point. Now, I kind of want to go to the idea of, you know, you said that you haven't really done much advertising at all. So, you know, how are your clients coming in? Do you feel as of right now? Like, where are people, you know, coming in through? Or So probably 65% of our members are young people, students. Um, people in the area that live in the area. Um, I do post a fair amount on social media. I try to anyway. But other than that, it's basically word of mouth. I mean, everybody pretty much knows everybody in this town. Um, you know, even newer people, they, they, if they search a gym in the area, it's not like there's anybody else that's top of the list. So like, it's pretty easy for them to find it. Um, I guess, I, I mean, I, I certainly could advertise if I wanted to, but based on the fact that it, the problem isn't necessarily the, that people don't know that the gym is there. It's more about, you know, getting, convincing them to, to go to the gym it would be the issue. Yeah, that's a great point. Um, you know, word of mouth is awesome. And I'm glad that you've been able to grow your business primarily through word of mouth this far. Like that's huge. In this industry, we all love word of mouth because it's basically free for us. We All we have to do is take care of the clients that we currently have, which it sounds like you're doing a wonderful job doing that. And then they're, you know, unknowingly going to go out into the community and work for us by telling their friends, telling the people that they meet at the grocery store that they work out at your facility. And so that's how you get new clients. And those clients already come in and they trust you and they're probably going to bring their friends. But word of mouth isn't a way for us to grow our business that we can control the speed at which it happens it can happen really fast and it seems like a steady flow and then we could have a couple really slow dry months in terms of adding new members and so that's why you know we look at the idea of advertisement and you know for you right now I can't tell if it's if it's in your best interest to add members to the gym or not, but if you are looking to kind of welcome members to the gym, the great way to do that is through digital advertising. Is that an avenue that you looked down at all? Um, I actually, I did a fair amount of that in the very beginning stages of the gym, just because again, I didn't have a lot of experience, you know, doing that sort of thing so I it was like hey, this is what everybody does this is what you do you know you throw money at it and whatever but honestly I didn't see a lot of return from it um one of the best ways of advertising that's ever worked for the the gym is uh getting again getting involved with the community so we have a huge fourth of july parade here in the town which is great because it's during those summer months when all the summer people are here so you know for two miles the streets are packed with people. I'll put a float in the parade every year, you know, plaster signs everywhere, the garrison gym, um, you know, going to fundraising activities that are organized through the town, things like that. Um, even uh, like street events, I'll put a tent up and put some grip implements out like, hey, you know, kind of circus style. So come see if you can pick this up and things like that kind of draw a crowd just naturally. So um yeah, I've done the digital advertising. I haven't seen much of a return again, because people up here, it's, it's, I don't want to say it's like behind the times up here, but 
that's not their first reactions to go check their phone or whatever. This is a very like newspaper heavy area. So the in-person things really, I think, strike the hardest. Yeah, I love the idea of, you know, we call that guerrilla marketing, like going out into the community and going to events and building awareness of your facility. Um, but, you know, like the there are probably people in Ticonderoga in the surrounding areas, like, like you said, it's a newspaper heavy place, not necessarily behind the time, but there's probably a lot of people that check those those types of places. But, you know, you said that the digital advertising wasn't something that you saw in return on investment with. Where were you doing it? Like Facebook, Instagram, talk to us about that experience a little bit, because I think that that's like a place where a lot of people are like an avenue that people are scared to go down, right? So if we can kind of talk about that um, and, and talk about your experience, it will definitely help somebody out there listening to the show. Sure. Um, so just, just as a full disclaimer here. So I actually had a, a business partner for a short while with the gym. Um, he took care of a lot of a lot of the um, online digital aspect of things. And I was more of the hands-on guy, but we did um, a fair amount of social media posts. I think it was mostly Facebook posts, which is nice because you can see like the direct analytics of that. Um, so that was nice to be able to get immediate feedback through that. But a lot of it was through um, like town provided outlets uh there are like websites you can log on to for the town that you know it'll it'll give you a complete listing of all the businesses in town or events or you know calendars whatever it may be um those were free so that was nice for us too just not having a ton of capital up front to be able to pay for those but i definitely i was actually the driving force of using less of the paid for media because for me, it was easier to go stand on a street corner with a sign than it was to actually pull the trigger, you know, and pay money for something on Facebook, um, especially after looking at analytics that, you know, weren't very, uh, weren't very nice to look at sometimes. Yeah, I get that. I think that's like why a lot of us are scared. Like maybe we've had an experience in the past where we use digital advertising for me. Like I, I was just using Facebook and putting some money behind a post, right? And I'm like, oh yeah, this is gonna pull in so many leads. I'm like, I'm so proud of myself. I created this awesome ad. And then like, it's like crickets. And I'm like, okay, well, this is, you know, crappy. I just spent $50 and <laughs> nothing is happening. But I think you and I both know that neither of us are experts in the marketing world. And so figuring out how to do that in an effective way it's tricky and it's always changing too. So like, yeah, it can be something that you can see a return on investment with, but it's got to be done, you know, the right way. Um, and figuring that out, it can be a challenge. So, um, you know, what worked, what didn't work a couple of years ago when you first started, maybe it would work now. Um, but kind of want to change the discussion, you know, kind of go to a different topic here. And that would be the idea of bottlenecks or challenges. So I think this is where our listeners really can pull a lot of value and relate to, to you as a business owner. What would you say is the biggest bottleneck? You know, what's that one thing within the business that like, if you don't clear it out of the way right now, it might hold you back in the future you know, thinking about that idea of growth and getting into a 10,000 square foot facility where you're able to provide more services. Like what's that one thing? 
Um, that's a great question. So just as a quick follow up to the last question, um, I always said that uh, if I was ever going to hire anybody and bring them on with the gym again, uh, I would I would have them be a communications major just because that would be you know, the easiest way for, for me to reach out to everybody is have that resource to draw from and, uh, you know, get everybody's uh, uh, attention through them. So that, that's, that's one little thing. Um, biggest bottleneck, probably, boy, that's a, that's a hard question. Um, not necessarily the, the new building or, or the 10,000 square feet, but just I guess, because I, I could create a, a space for classes in the space I'm in now, it would just be a lot of work. And, you know, mm -hmm. with it being more of a temporary situation, like I don't, I don't want to rent a building forever. I'd like to own one at some point that way I can build equity. Um, but it would, it would probably be not having that availability to, to have the space for classes. Because I have a ton of people, especially summer people, which... When they come here, they're used to living in an area that's got, you know, a gym two minutes down the road that offers classes and one two minutes up the road that you can go to and lift weights. So they have that, those options, those choices that they, you don't have when you come here. Um, and, and, you know, everybody's used to doing the, the class types of fitness. And, and when they come to the gym and, you know, they ask, it's like, uh, I, I'm sorry, I don't have that. You know, I have, I have weights. I have everything that you would need, but you kind of have to do that on your own it turns a lot of people off. It's, you know, it's not necessarily the best thing. I mean, it's not the best look for me, but it's, it's also not like, uh, um, very encouraging when you see the looks on their faces, because they want to work out with other people. They want to, you know, they want that like accountability to have to go to the gym at like seven 30 or whatever, because that's when their class is and they go and, you know, they talk with the other people. So it's just as much of a, a social event for them as, as it is a physical, which I completely agree with, but yeah, not being able to provide that is probably the biggest uh, setback of, of okay. everything. Got it. Yeah. So I think that's like, you know, you have limited, you know, options for services and that's something that's difficult for you because you have limited space. So it's like, all right, well, like, how do I fix this problem? So now that I've asked you what that bottleneck is, what are your ideas of how to, you know, fix this problem here in a timely manner? Obviously, we can't move into a 10,000 square foot facility today. That's not realistic. But what can you actively do to kind of, you know, aid this, this bottleneck and get this, you know, cleared out of the way? Sure. So, um, it, it, with the whole COVID thing and uh, businesses up here kind of eating the dust on that, there's been a fair amount of change in commercial space availability. Um, I've actually just very recently started looking at like small kind of studio areas to be able to rent, you know, that are totally separate, the totally separate location from the gym, just to be able to hold classes or, you know, do something specific in. Um, that seems the most viable option. Obviously, it increases my rent. Um, and obviously, insurance and all of those things are different, but it would definitely allow me to take on a lot of new members that would then, I would assume, carry over to the new facility when that happens. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, I think the more services that you could provide, the more people you can tap into, right? If you are more than just a 24-7 facility where people can come in and do their own thing, like the more services that you could provide, 
the more people you can help. And I know that you and I are both in this industry because we want to help people, right? We wouldn't be here if we didn't want to help people find health and fitness. So um, that's, you know, it's good that you have an idea of how you're going to get there, right? So the final question that I have that I like to send us off on, and this might be kind of a lengthy answer, and that's totally fine, but what's the end goal for you? You know, like down the road, where would you, first of all, where would you like to be? And where would you like your business to be? Uh, so you're, you're right. This probably will be a lengthy answer. And it's kind of a two-parter, but I'll save the good part for the end. So um, again, that 10,000 plus square foot building, um, right now, like I, I have, we'll say I have all types of equipment under the gym fitness umbrella but I want to be able to have like a rock climbing wall. I want to be able to have a cargo net and a foam pit and all of these kind of alternative fitness things as well. Um, and again, I'm a huge uh, equipment junkie. Um, everything that I own in the gym now, unless I bought it new, which is most of it's been fairly recently, the vast majority of it came off of Facebook marketplace. So I have literally built the gym with like 12 grand and, you know, several tanks of gas in my truck to go get equipment from Facebook Marketplace. But um, yeah, I want, I want like basically everything that's, that's cool in the gym. I, you know, I want, um, I don't want people to have to settle for equipment. Cause I like, you know, me being a junkie, when I go to a different gym, it's like, oh, cool. They have this, you know, neat thing over there that I've never seen before. And that leaves a lasting uh, mark in my mind for that gym. And I know there's tons of people out there like that. So um that I want to be able to have the space for classes. Um, I actually own a piece of property already that I would probably put the facility on. It's centrally located in the town. Um, it's like an industrial area. So, you know, it, there wouldn't be any like zoning issues or anything like that. Um, but obviously the biggest thing would be to give back to the community, like that whiteboard I was talking about with, you know, what do you guys want? Um, I want that to be blank. That's the, you know, that's the thing. If somebody wants, um, I don't know, a, a, I have, there's a lot of young men and women here that go into the armed services. If they want like a training course, like an obstacle course out back out of telephone poles, I want to be able to provide that for them, you know? So um, literally, like I said, any kind of fitness training, you know, anything active, I want to be able to provide. Um, and then like cool stuff too. Um, uh, grip strength stuff, you know, really obscure stuff. Um, and then, but also make it kind of like an event area too. So I can host uh, powerlifting competitions or CrossFit events, you know, and, and bring a little bit of business into the town as well. So you're not necessarily just giving back to your members, but you're also giving back to the community as a whole. Um, it's giving a little bit more attention to the area. And as I had said, it's a very touristy area. So if you can get those same people or, you know, as a preferably other people to come to the area, not necessarily just in that touristy heavy time. That that helps everybody. It helps all the other local businesses out. Um, you know, and and for me, there's not much of a better feeling than that. Um, you know, giving back to the younger people, the students that come in, um, the sports teams that they're on, helping them be able to perform better, more safely. Uh, older people that are still active. I mean, we have all of the Adirondack Mountains right here that we're surrounded by. So like, you know, if they want to be able to hike, you know, in the summertime, well, 
well, you should go into the gym and, and be able to, you know, have a stair climber or a Jacob's ladder or something like that, that you can prepare for the hiking trails in the summer, you know, in the off season, in the winter. So having a ton of that equipment, being able to give back to the members, being able to give back to the community, um, all of that's really important for me because like, you know, I, I want a cool gym for myself to be able to work out in too, as selfish as that sounds, but that's kind of where it started. And I want to continue that view through the whole the gym's entire lifetime um i guess the other half of that would be uh i, I kind of <laughs> it would be cool to see the garrison gym become like a destination gym um you know having the uh set of the york deep dish plates and things like that that you know not many people necessarily know about but the people that do know about it when they come are really appreciative um you know, just getting a ton of uh, influencers in trying to make it a spot that would definitely put Ticonderoga on the map. But I guess more that just I, I, being able to curate this this amazing, you know, world renowned gym would, would would be the end goal. That's the that'd be like the tippy top Mount Everest for me. Wow. Big goals here. Um, but ultimately it sounds like you know you want to be able to help as many people as possible, serve your community, and that that's wonderful. Um, thank you for sharing that with us. Where can our listeners go to find you guys on social media or your website so they can check out you know the facility? Sure. So uh obviously the garrisongym.com for the website. Um Instagram's probably the number one platform that I use, and that's just the Garrison Gym on there. Uh, Facebook as well. Um, other than that, I, I really am only on those three things. Uh, that's Garrison with two R's. Um, but yeah, it's 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 been it's been nice being on here. I'm I'm happy to be able to share all of this with you. Awesome. Well, thank you for being here today, Ian. And for our listeners, thank you guys for tuning in. If you want to stay notified about future episodes, hit like and subscribe. And if you would like to join us for an episode here at the Gym Lords podcast to talk about your take within the fitness industry, fill out the link in the description and our team will be in touch with you soon. As always, until next time, Gym Lords out. Thank you so much for listening. If you found this content valuable, here's four ways we can help you grow your gym for free. One, grab a free copy of Alex Ramosi's best-selling book, Gym Launch Secrets at alexsbook.com. Two, join our free Facebook group at alexsgroup.com. Three, if you're a gym owner, you can apply to be on the podcast by emailing us at podcast at gymlaunch.com. Four, leave us a five-star review so we can gain access to more gym owners and bring those lessons back to you. And as always, Tap that button and subscribe to this podcast for more.